Welcome to the Summerton Church of God Sermon Podcast, a podcast to help you find life, freedom, and purpose in Jesus Christ. those who have waited for a long period of time for God to do something and you've been believing God to do something and I'm telling you something it's about to happen you're going to see the favor of God show up in your life a lot of people have asked me pastor why do you feel so strongly that 2020 is going to be a year of God's favor great favor Well, the first reason why is because I've never been more certain that the Holy Spirit spoke this to me. So that's that's good enough for me. I mean, I've heard enough from the Holy Spirit to know when I've heard from Him. And I know, without a doubt, 100% certainty, that I've heard from the Holy Spirit that this is the year of God's favor. When God wants to release His favor without measure upon each and every one of our lives... Also, when you go to the scripture, you're going to discover that the word or the number 20 is always connected to favor in the Bible. And when I say favor, that could mean anything from from God's power working in your life, his presence being manifest in your life, his provision in your life, his approval upon your life, as we'll talk about here in just a few minutes But is it okay if I just go Perry Stone on you for about five minutes here at the beginning of the message today? And some of you are going to understand what I'm talking about when I get started here this morning. And by the way, August the 21st through the 23rd is our next Ignite conference. You need to put that on your calendar. Perry's going to be back with us. Perry Stone will be with us for those services of our Ignite conference, August the 21st through the 23rd. And and then I've kind of piggybacked off of Jamie's women's conference, her Firelight conference. Uh, She had invited Aaron and Amanda Crabb to come, and Amanda's going to be speaking at her women's conference. And this is at the end of April. And so I asked Aaron and Amanda to stay over with us for Sunday morning, and they're going to be ministering. He'll be preaching in the service that day. And then that night... Uh, Pastor John Kilpatrick is going to be with us in the service that night. I'm telling you something, folks. I, I just believe that God, God is giving us, I believe, as a church some favor. And, and we're going to experience his favor through others that he's put his favor on. But, but to just kind of give you an idea and just hold, hold with me here for just a minute as I go Perry Stone on you because I might lose you if, if, if we're not careful because Perry's good at that. He can, he can lose me sometimes. I told him, I said, buddy, I'm with you your first five minutes and your last five minutes. Everything in between, you know, I, I have to go back and listen to it again later. But I want you to notice something here because in the Hebrew alphabet, there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. See, I already sound like Perry, don't I? There's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, and every letter in the Hebrew alphabet has a numeric value attached to it. And every letter has a pictogram so that when you see that picture, you know that it's representative of that particular letter. And the 11th letter in the Hebrew alphabet is the letter Kaf. It's our English letter K. It's pronounced like K. But the Hebrew, the the 11th letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Kaf. You say, well, what does that have to do with 2020 and 2020 being a year of God's favor? Well, because the letter Kaf, the numerical value of the letter Kaf is 20. 
is 20. Now, let me tell you why that's so important. It's important because of what the word cough means. Not the letter cough, but what the word cough means. And the word cough means the palm of a hand and also what, what might be contained within the palm of that hand. So when you see the 11th letter in the Hebrew alphabet, cough, the numerical value is 20 and the pictograph is the picture of the palm of a hand and what the palm of that hand contains. Now, if you've ever read scripture, you know that the children of God, that we have been engraved where? On the palm of God's hand. And again, the numeric value of cough is 20. So when you take 20, 20, and Pastor Sargent helped me to see this at lunch this past week. I'm going to give him some credit for this. But when you look at the, word, the, the, the new year of 2020, you're looking at two hands that are open. And, and the palms of, and, and it could be the palms of God's hand, or it could be the palm of our hand. Uh, I really think it's interesting, and, and I've got to be careful not to spend too much time on this, but when you go back to the 10th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, that the 10th letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Yud. And the numeric value of Yud is 10. But here's what's interesting to me. The word Yud means hand or arm of God. And it refers specifically to the right arm, the right hand of God, which speaks of his power and which speaks of his authority. And then when you look at the word Yud, not the letter Yud, but when you look at the word Yud, have I confused you yet? I hope you're still with me. But when you look at the word Yud, the numeric value of the word Yud in Hebrew is 20. So that both times that you see the number 20, the numeric value of the number 20, it's talking about the arm or the hand or the palm of the hand of God. Anytime in scripture you see the palm turned outward and being laid upon someone's life, it's a picture of the favor and the anointing of God being placed upon an individual's life in order that God's purpose and in order that God's plan can be fulfilled through that individual. So cough means palm of a hand and what might be contained within the palm of the hand. And may I say today that whatever you need is contained in the palm of God's hand. But this is what really got me excited because in Mark chapter four, Jesus tells a story about a parable about the soil and he talks about four different kinds of soil. And he talks about planting seed in good soil. And he said that when you plant seed in good soil, you can expect a return, a harvest, some 30, some 60, and some a hundredfold. Now, whereas the letter cough, the numeric value is 20, when you take the word cough and get its numeric value, it's 100, which tells me, I believe, and folks, I don't believe this is just coincidence, that God allowed me to see this, that 2020 is not going to just be a year of favor, not just 30 and 60 fold return on your life, but you need to get ready for God to give you 100 fold return 
on everything that you've been believing him for. Jamie said it earlier, prayers that you've prayed that have not been answered, that are about to be answered. Miracles that you've been believing God for that are about to be answered because also the number 20 in scripture. You go back and read about Jacob. Jacob worked 14 years for his two wives and six years for all the cattle that he had. What is that? That's 20 years. And then after 20 years, he decided, you know what? I'm not gonna hang out here at Laban's house anymore. I'm taking all this abundance that God has blessed me with and it's time now for me to step out into my destiny. And do you know where he ends up on the night that he flees from Laban? He ends up in a place that he calls Mahanaim. And do you know what Mahanaim means? It means not one, it means two camps. Not just where I camp, but also where the presence of God dwells and where the presence of God, where the presence of God camps out and dwells. So I'm just trying to tell you today that the number 20 is also associated with those who have waited for a long period of time for God to do something. And you've been believing God to do something. And I'm telling you something, it's about to happen. You're going to see the favor of God show up in your life in 2020. Now when we talk about favor, the favor of God is the guarantee of his presence and the provision of his power to accomplish his special purpose in and through my life. So if you want a good definition of favor, that the favor of God is the guarantee, 100% guarantee of his presence and the provision of his power to accomplish, notice, his special purpose. Because your purpose should be his purpose and his purpose should be your purpose. But he wants to fulfill his purpose through you and he's going to guarantee his presence and his power and his provision and his protection in order to get it done. You see that in the life of Moses. Look at Exodus chapter 33 here. It says that Moses said to the Lord, because you know that Moses was the one that God had called to lead the children of Israel out of their slavery, out of their bondage, out of, 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 of being a nation of slaves into their land of promise. And Moses was the one that God called to be the leader. And it says, Moses said to the Lord, see, you have said to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name. What did I say was in the palm of the hand of God? Every one of the children of God's names have been engraved in the palm of God. God has a tattoo. You may not like that, but God has tattoos on the palm of his hand. He's got every name. Everyone, that's how big God is, that he can engrave the name of all of his children on the palms of his hand. And he said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor. Everybody say favor. You have found favor in my sight. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a favor finder. I'm a favor finder. Notice that, that he found favor in the sight of God. And he's reminding God of that. He's saying, God, you told me that, you know, that, that I've got your favor, but you've not even told me who's going to assist and help me in this task that you've given me. And then notice what he said. He said, now, if I have found favor in your sight, show me your ways so that I may know you and find favor. Now, hold on just a minute, Moses. You just said you had already found favor. So now why are you saying so that I will find favor in your sight? Here's what he's saying. He's saying this. He said 
that I may, he said, I have found favor in your sight, but show me your way so that I might know you. In other words, God, I don't fully know you now. I don't have a full understanding of who you are and what you want to do in and through my life. And the more that I understand you, the more that I know you and how you want to work in me and how you want to work through me, then the more I'm going to experience your favor. You see, the more you get to know God, the more you get to understand about God, the more you see the blessings that God wants to pour into your life. And the more you want to see, yes, I know that the favor of God begins with salvation. The favor of God begins when we give our heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's when favor of God begins to kick in, but that's just the beginning. The Bible said about Samuel and about Jesus that they increased in wisdom, in knowledge, in favor with God, and in favor with man. That may be where God's favor began in your life, but the more you get to know God and the more you're obedient to God, the more the favor of God is going to increase in your life. And that's what Moses is saying here. He said that I might find even more favor in your sight. And he said, consider too that this nation is your people. They ain't mine. They're yours, God. And notice what he said. He said, my presence will go with you. This is God now speaking back to Moses and I will give you rest. So notice, the presence of God is with him. The provision of God is with him. And he said to him, this is Moses now saying back to God, well, if your presence will not go, then do not carry us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people, unless you go with us? In this way, we shall be distinct, I and your people, from every people on the face of the earth. In other words, he's saying, God, the one thing that distinguishes us from all other people is your favor on our lives. And your favor shows up in a tangible way because your favor shows up with evidence of your presence in our lives. And so he says, God, if your presence is not with us, if your favor is not on us, we ain't going another step. Because it's your favor on our lives that distinguishes us. It's your favor. How many of you know you can recognize favor on a person's life? You can see the favor of God at work. And so listen to what God did. So the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked for. You have found favor in my sight and I know you by name. I know you by name. I've written you in the palm of my hand and I'm going to extend and impart my favor, my presence, my power, my provision, my protection. I'm going to impart that on your life so that you can accomplish the purpose that I've given you. Look at this. This is powerful. The favor of God is what God can do for you that you cannot do for yourself. Oh, yes, that's what the favor of God is. The favor of God is God doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. He'll give you connections to people that you couldn't have made happen if you would have worked all your life trying to make it happen. All of a sudden, the favor of God will be on your life and you just bump into Donald Trump or you just bump into Michael Jordan or you just bump into somebody of influence and God gives you a connection because only God can do something like that. God's gonna open some doors for some of you 
of you that you never imagined could be opened in your life. Some of you are about to get a promotion that you couldn't work hard enough to get because of the favor of God on your life. Some of you are about to get a raise in 2020 because of the favor of God that's on your life. Not because you worked harder than everybody else, but because God's favor is on your life. Because God can do for you what you can't do for yourself. That's the favor of God. Oh, y'all need to get more excited about this than that. I guarantee you if I was Oprah up here and I was telling you everybody in the house was getting a free car today, you'd be shouting all over the place. But this is even better than Oprah giving out free cars. This is the favor of Almighty God he wants to impart on your life. Amen. Look at this. The favor of God can be described as the tangible evidence that a person has the approval of the Lord. The favor of God. Tangible evidence that a person has the approval of the Lord. I like the way Dr. Charles Stanley said it. He said that the favor of God is expressed by his approval, his acceptance, his support, his provision, his power, and his joy. That's how God expresses just a few ways that God expresses his his favor in your life. When you go throughout the scripture and you recognize the people who found favor with God, you see God's approval. You see his acceptance. You see his support, his provision, his power, his joy. You see all of that being manifest in their lives. I mean, think about Noah. The Bible says that Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Well, what did that favor do for Noah? Well, what it did for Noah is it gave him, first of all, the creative ability to write down, to design the building of the ark. Not only that, but God gave him the power and the ability that he needed to build that ark. God also gave him the provision that he needed, all the materials that he needed in order to build that ark. And then once that ark was built, it was a place of protection for Noah and for his family. And then what did God do? God repopulated the whole world through Noah's family. See, that's the favor of God on your life. Not only that, notice what it tells us in Genesis 39 about the favor that was on Joseph's life. And this is Joseph Old Testament, not Joseph New Testament, the the, the, the husband to Mary, the, the mother of Jesus. But it says that while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and look at this, granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden because you remember that, that, that Joseph was kidnapped basically by his brothers thrown into a pit. They, were then, they then took him out of the pit and sold him to some of the, 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 the servants of Potiphar. He's, taking to, he's taken to Potiphar's house and, and, and for a while there finds favor in Potiphar's house, but then he's falsely accused by Potiphar's wife and, and thrown into prison. And it's in prison here that the Bible says the Lord showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison and he was made responsible for all that was done there. And, and I love this, the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph. Joseph, that's favor. The Lord was with Joseph and gave him 
success in whatever he did. Well, how did that play out? Well, Joseph just goes on to become the second in command in all of Egypt. Yes, Egypt, a picture and a type and a symbol of the world. People that says, well, I could serve God and you know, I could be a better Christian if I didn't have to work among so many unbelievers. Let me tell you something, Joseph lived among pagans. Joseph lived among heathens, but even there God put his favor upon him and God was with him and rose him to a place of second in command in all of Egypt. Well, we could keep going in 1 Samuel 2 and 26. The boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with the people. He became a great prophet of God. He was the one that God used to anoint David to become the king over all of Israel. Daniel chapter one, verses eight and nine. Daniel has been taken captive himself taken away from Jerusalem, taken away from his family, brought to Babylon to be reprogrammed the Babylonian way, again, according to the world standard. But notice it says that Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. How many of you know that not only can God put favor on your life, but God can cause it to where other people will also favor you as well. Could anybody in this room here today stand some favor from other people? Amen. Luke chapter one talks about Mary, that when the angel came to Mary, greetings favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed, but then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Well, how did that favor manifest? Well, she became the mother of the Messiah. She became the mother of Jesus. And then notice this next scripture in Luke 2, 52, that Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, in favor with God and with man. How did that manifest? He became your savior. He became your healer. He became your deliverer. He became the one who would crush the head of the serpent and would reverse the curse and put everything back in order the way that it's supposed to be when we let him be king of his kingdom. Amen. Look at the early church in Acts chapter 2 verses 46 and 47. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord Look at how it manifests. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You know what I believe is going to happen in 2020? Some of these empty seats are going to be filled up. I believe God's going to put favor on this house unlike this house has ever experienced before. And you're going to have to get here early to find yourself a seat because the favor of God is about to break out in this place. Somebody help me preach this this morning. Then Acts 7, 46 tells us that David, at a time when the Ark of the Covenant remained in the land until the time of David, that David enjoyed God's favor and asked that he might provide a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. Well, what did, what did David do? Well, he just killed Goliath. He just became the king over all of Israel. Because see, when the favor of God is on your life, you can see there, there is tangible evidence of the favor. Now let me ask you a question right here, right now. Let's settle this. How many of you want to experience God's favor in 2020? Like you've never experienced before. You've already experienced it. 
to some degree. But I'm talking about a double portion. I'm talking about a 100-fold return. And I'm not up here this morning just, just making promises to you that 2020 is going to be free of adversity and free of problems and free of opposite. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying to you. But I'm saying in the midst of all that, God's favor can show up in your life. So what do we have to do if we want that favor? Three little things. I'm going to be quick here. Maybe. Number one, you got to expect the favor of God. And under that, just write that little statement right there. Frame your world with favor. You, you can tell a difference in people who have the favor of God on their life and people who don't have the favor of God on their life. You can tell it by their conversation. You can tell it by the words they speak. Because people who have favor, they get up out of the bed talking differently than people who don't. People who have favor get up saying, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm a child of God. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I'm the head. I'm not the tail. See, that's the way people with favor talk. People who don't understand the favor of God get up thinking, well... Something bad's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. That's just my life story. If something bad's going to happen, I, I can guarantee it's going to happen to me. You just wait. Somewhere, somewhere today, it's going to show up. That, that's the way people don't have any favor in their life, don't understand the favor of God in their life. They're negative, they're pessimistic, they're cynical. Look, look, look here in Exodus chapter 32, verse 11. The Bible says that Moses sought... The favor of the Lord. Did you notice how many times when I was reading about those who had experienced the favor of God, did you notice how many times it says they found favor? How do you find favor? You seek for it. You look for it. That's why we're going into 21 days of prayer and fasting. Not that our works by any means. We, we don't earn the, the favor of God. It's like grace. It's unmerited. But we can, as you're going to hear in just a moment, we can position ourselves. But notice those who experienced the favor of God, who found favor, were people looking for it. Seeking favor. And they were not necessarily seeking favor. They were seeking God. Moses sought the favor of the Lord as God. Psalm 119, David said, I entreated your favor with my whole heart. 2 Kings 13 and 4, this is after the nation of Israel has been disobedient to God and God has turned them over to their enemies to be disciplined. And it says that King Jehoahaz sought the Lord's favor and the Lord listened to him. Look at this next to Jeremiah 26 and 19, King Hezekiah. The prophet Micah comes to Hezekiah and says, listen, if you guys continue to disobey God, God's going to hand you over to your enemies to be tormented by your enemies. And Hezekiah, notice what it says, that Hezekiah feared the Lord and sought his favor. And so the Lord, did, or, or the Lord relented so that he did not bring the disaster that he pronounced against him. Listen, when you're seeking the favor of God, expect to receive the favor of God. 
Listen to what his word says in Leviticus 26. He said, I will look on you with favor and make you fruitful and increase your numbers and I will keep my covenant with you. And I love this next passage. You will still be eating last year's harvest when you're gonna have to move it out and make room for the new. Isn't that good right there? That while you're still eating last year's harvest, there's going to be so much favor in 2020 that you're going to have to move out last year's harvest in order to contain everything God's going to do for you in 2020. Oh, my goodness. Verse 11 says, I will put my dwelling place among you and will not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt so that you would no longer be slaves to the Egyptians. I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to walk with your heads held high. Let me tell you something. When the favor of God's on your life, it even changes your posture. You don't walk around with the mulligan. Man, you walk around with your shoulders square and your hand held, your head held high because you know, you know whose you are, you know who you belong to, and the favor that he's granted you. Look, Psalm 5 and 12, surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as a shield. Do you know what that means? That means that the favor of God in your life is not in your past, not just in your past. It's not just in your future ahead of you, but it's to your right, it's to your left, it's before you, it's behind you, the favor of God, and it's like a shield. And what does a shield do? It protects you. The favor of God, expect it. Psalm 84 and 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from them whose walk is blameless. Hear me this morning, church, seek favor and you will find the favor of God. Expect God's favor to overtake you. Expect it. Here's the second thing, recognize. Open your eyes to opportunity. Because you can miss opportunity to experience God's favor if you're not careful. And let me tell you the one thing that keeps people from opportunities to experience God's favor. Can I tell you what it is? Opposition. Because here's what we think. We think, well, I see this opportunity. But I also see resistance. And I also see opposition. So if there's opposition and resistance, then that can't be from God. Oh, you better think again. Paul, Paul said this about his ministry in Ephesus. He said, there's a wide open door for a great work here, but many oppose me. But God did an incredible thing in Ephesus through Paul because of his obedience. Even though there was opposition, even though there was resistance. And listen to me, with every opportunity God brings your way, there's going to be opposition. There is going to be resistance. What better way for the favor of God to show up and for Him to get great glory than for it to show up in the middle of your mess. And to show up in the middle of your opposition and your resistance. Genesis 6 and 9, look at this about Noah who experienced the favor of God. It said he was a righteous man, but he was the only blameless person living on earth at the time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. Well, if I could just have a few Christians working with me, I'd be all right. Listen, he's the only righteous man in the world. I didn't say that. The Holy Spirit said that. 
But he still lived righteously. He still lived blamelessly and experienced the favor of God. Think about Joseph. It was while he was in prison. And sometimes we think that if there's opposition or resistance, God is not with us. But look at this. In prison, the Lord was with him and showed him favor. Man, you go through and you look at anybody who experienced the favor of God in their life. It happened. It manifested most clearly in the, in the middle of their opposition, in the middle of their mess, in the middle of their problems. But that brings us to the third thing. That is, don't just expect the favor of God. And don't, don't miss the opportunity. Keep your eyes open to opportunity. But then you got to Respond. And by that I mean you got to give yourself to obedience. Because listen to me, church, I'm telling you this morning, and I've already said it once, obedience is the key to experiencing the favor of God. That's the key. And when you go through Scripture, you see it. Isaiah 66 and 2, these are the ones I look on with favor. Those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. Those who submit themselves before me, who repent of their wickedness and who obey my word. He said, those are the ones that I look on with favor. You see, you can't earn favor, but you can position yourself to experience and receive the favor of God. Proverbs 3, 1 and 4, my son, don't forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Those who experience God's favor were obedient to God's will and his word. The Bible says about Noah, he did everything when it comes to building the ark, he did everything just as God commanded him. Now let me tell you, when Noah began to build the ark, and team, you can go ahead and come, but when Noah began to build the ark, people thought he had lost his mind. There's gonna come a flood. He was preaching that. Because God told him to preach it. God told him there was going to be a flood. It never rained before. Water had never fallen out of the sky before. The ground was just moisturized from the dew that would come up through the ground. Not only that, he's not on the beach near the Mediterranean or Red Sea when he's preaching this. He's in the middle of a desert building a big boat. And people think he's lost his mind. It didn't make sense to him either. But do you know what he did? He obeyed God in everything he did. You know what I've noticed about a lot of believers is they will follow Jesus to the point of precedence. That is to the point that they've been to before. But when they get to that place that they've never been to before, when they get to that, the edge of, of the unknown, they back up. And they say something like this, well, God, I just need you to give me a little bit more revelation about what's going to happen over there. Because, God, I'm, I'm comfortable here. I've experienced you here. But that's the unknown out there. And so, God, you're going to have to give me a little bit more revelation. And you know what God is saying? 
And, and I believe the Holy Spirit is saying this to somebody this morning because some of you are saying, well, if I could just get a little bit more revelation, I could be more obedient. And you know what God is saying? God is saying you ain't going to get no more revelation until you've been obedient to the revelation I've already given you. And he said that when you're obedient to the measure of the revelation that I've already given you, then I'll reveal some more to you. And as we go into 2020, I'm telling you, if you want to experience the favor of God and like you've ever experienced the favor of God before, you've got to be obedient. Even when you don't have all the details. That's why we say we walk by faith and not by sight. Because I'm going to tell you something. There are unknown dreams and there are unknown vision and there's unknown anointings. There are unknown things out there that God is just waiting for us to possess. But if we always do what we've always done, we will always have what we've always had. And if you want something new from God, you've got to do something new, something fresh. God is calling us to take a leap of faith in 2020. You ever heard of the African Impala? tell you something about the African Impala. The African Impala is known for their ability to leap. Those, those, those animals can leap 10 feet high and 30 feet long. And you would think that zookeepers would have a hard time keeping them in their enclosures. But that's not the case. It's really simple. All you have to do is build a three-foot wall. You know why? Because an African impala will not jump if they cannot see where they're going to land. Yeah. Wow. God has said, I'm, I'm calling some of you to take a flying leap of faith. Even though you may not know where you're going to end up. Even though you may not know where you're going to land. And he said, when you obey me to that extreme, get ready for my favor. Because those are the kind of people who find favor in God. Well, I hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message. We here at Summerton Church of God believe that God is a God who still does miracles. And we're seeing it on a weekly basis. People's lives being transformed by the power of God. Being saved, healed, and delivered for the glory of God. And we want you to experience for yourself so why don't you come and be our guest one Sunday here at Summerton Church of God. I look forward to personally meeting you.